Holy Gospel according to St. John from the first chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Our Gospel this morning is John 1, verses 1 through 18, and can be found on, in your pew Bible on page 1899. John records, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning, and through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testified concerning him. He cried out, saying, This is the one I spoke about when I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. Out of his fullness we have all received grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God but the one and only Son who is himself God and is in closest relationship with the Father has made him known this is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you all pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. There are uh, many people in this church that uh, ask me some really great questions, and I'm so grateful for them. Um, uh, Sharon, you're one of them. She's smiling. And on my way over this morning, Tim 
asked me a really good question, and it really lines up with the sermon. And I couldn't give him the whole sermon in the amount of time we had setting up here, but I'm going to go like this to you when Psalm 49 comes up, because that's the part I was trying to articulate to you, Tim, and, and I think you'll, you'll understand what I was uh, saying. So, um, in the name of Jesus, because nothing good comes from any other source. In ancient historians, ancient historians, guys that, that wrote the books that we read in the canon of uh, the Holy Bible, and then there's others that are um, not included in what we know as the Holy Bible. They had some really funny names. Uh, in, in, in our modern ears, uh, you, you, know, you tend to go, what? But let me just say some of them. There are names like Cornelius Tacitus, Gaius Suetonius Tranquillus, Flavius, Josephus, and so forth. And if you were to study their works, you would find a tremendous amount of proof. Beside their funny names, there would be some, a lot of proof that there really was a man named Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus. And you would learn that this Jesus was a rabbi who was very, very popular in Galilee, and who was hated by the ruling class in Jerusalem. You would learn that the ruling class eventually used their political clout to get this man executed on a Roman cross at the order of Pontius Pilate. And any scholar of ancient history in the Middle East will readily admit that the evidence is overwhelming that there really was a man who fits the biblical description of Jesus the Christ. The evidence concerning the man, Jesus of Nazareth, is overwhelming. But believing in Jesus as a man is not enough. There's more. Let's unpack it. In the hallelujah verse that we sang just before the gospel reading this morning, we sang part of a verse of the gospel of John. This verse goes like this. It's from John 6, and it's verses 60 through 69. Verse 60 starts, When many of his disciples heard it, they said, this is a hard saying. Who can listen to it? But Jesus, knowing in himself that his disciples were grumbling about this, he said to them, do you take offense at this? Then what if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the Spirit who gives flesh. The flesh is no help at all. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. But there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning who those were who did not believe and who it was who would betray him. And then he said to them, This is why 
I told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted him by the Father. And after this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer walked with him. So, Jesus said to the twelve, Do you want to go away as well? And then we know that it was Peter that said this, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And we have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. Now many people in John's day and today are quite ready to accept the human Jesus, but they also need to know that Jesus was not just a man, but that he is God. God in the flesh and blood. And trusting in Jesus as both God and man is part of the foundation of the faith that brings eternal life. Now today's gospel from John, it makes it very clear, makes it very clear that the baby who lies in the manger, manger, I did it earlier too, manger, manger, is no ordinary child. This baby is both God and man. John's gospel begins with the same words that begin the first book of Moses. In the beginning, with these words, John's gospel takes us back before time. He takes us back into eternity before the creation of time or space. He takes us to the existence of God and nothing else. In the beginning was the Word. Back in the beginning, God is there and the Word is there. If only God is there, then the Word must be God, and that is exactly what our Gospel reading says. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So this little sentence says something that we really can't completely understand. It is something that we can only know by faith. In eternity, when God is all there is, the Word is there because God is the Word. The Word is God. Now, it's strange and as wonderful as that opening sentence is, today's gospel goes on to show us another way that this word is God. We read, all things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. These words teach us that the word was active in God's work of creation. But they do more than that. Listen. If all things were created through the Word, then the Word cannot be one of the created things. 
One more time. If all things were created through the Word, then the Word cannot be one of the created things. If the Word was not created, then the Word must be God. For only God exists without being created. There's more. The gospel then continues. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. This verse tells us that every living thing receives its life from the word. That the word is the source of life. And more than life, this word is the source of light. And later on, our gospel tells us that this light is the light that enlightens everyone. This light is the light of reason, and it is the light of intellect. The light by which we understand things and develop art. Where's Adeline? That little light in you shines there, little girl. That's the light of God. It helps us to understand things and develop art and other skills. We receive all of this from the Word. So, today's gospel introduces us to this Word. The Word is God in eternity. He is God in creation. He is God of life. He is God of thought. Our gospel really wants us to understand that the Word is God. So who is this Word? Today's gospel tells us that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen His glory Glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. It is here that we learn that the Word came to live with us and that John and his companion saw the Word in all of his glory. This Word is the only Son from the Father. And the whole rest of the Gospel of John is about the Word. And by the time we read the whole gospel according to John, we discover that the word is Jesus. Now the Holy Spirit inspired John to make it very clear to us that Jesus really is God. And it is not enough for us to say that Jesus is born and that Mary laid him in a manger. The Gospel of John wants us to understand that this baby is not just a man-child. The Gospel of John wants us to understand that this baby is the big G God. So when we look in the manger, we are looking at God. This baby is our creator and our Lord. It is important that we understand that Jesus is not just a baby lying in a manger. Christmas is not 
just an excuse to decorate our houses and to spend lots of money. Christmas is about a warrior, a warrior stepping on to the battlefield. This is about God taking on human flesh in order to battle the devil and to save us from our sins. This warrior who defeats sin, death, and the devil begins the battle with his perfect life. And since God considers life to begin at conception, that means that the warrior's life must be perfect from conception to the grave. And the Holy Spirit inspired King David to write this. Psalm 51.5. He says, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. The fact is we are already sinners, even in our mother's womb. A mere human baby is already lost and condemned at birth. And only a baby who is both God and man can live a perfect life from conception to the grave. And this is the one reason that the warrior who rescues us must be God. This is your part, Tim. After the warrior lives a perfect life, after the warrior lives a perfect life, he must offer up that life for the sins of the world. All sins for the whole world. The Holy Spirit inspired the sons of Korah to write in Psalm 49, Truly no man can ransom another or give to God the price of his life. For the ransom of their life is costly and can never suffice that he should live on forever and never see the pit. Okay, what does that mean, Pastor? Well, from this verse, we learn that even if a man could live a perfect life, the only person he could save would be himself. He could not ransom, not even one other person, only a warrior who is both God and man can ransom another. And the warrior must be man in order to offer his life. And he must be God in order for that life to be a sufficient ransom for all people. So Jesus, whose birthday we celebrate tomorrow, is the only one who can be the warrior who saves us, those who believe from sin. Jesus is God. He is the Word who was with God and Father in the beginning. Jesus is man, conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. Only Jesus is both God and man. And only Jesus is our Savior. Now on this day and tomorrow, we remember the manger. 
We remember that God came to this earth as one of us in order to do battle with sin, death, and the devil. We remember that that the baby in the manger, the one who looks so helpless, is already at war. That baby is preparing a perfect life that he will give to us with his suffering and his death on the cross. That baby is the one who will rise from death to prepare a way to heaven for us, all who believe. And the great comfort of Christmas that flows from the great mystery of a helpless baby lying in a manger who is at the same time the Lord and Master of all things. For in that mystery, in that mystery lays God's plan to rescue us from the devil, the world, and our own sinful nature. Jesus is the eternal Word who dwells with us in flesh and blood. He is the Word incarnate. And those who trust the eternal Word made flesh will lose their guilt and gain everlasting life. In the name of Jesus, this is most certainly true. Amen.